Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Coached by Claire podcast. If you want some company in your pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted. Hi guys, welcome to episode 34, hope we're all okay, happy Friday. It's been a beautiful week, the sun has been shining yet again, we are so lucky. This is if you're living in the UK, we're having an official heat wave at the moment, which apparently I learnt yesterday from watching the weather, that that is three consecutive days over 27 degrees. So yeah, we are being blessed with some beautiful sunshine and I hope wherever you are in the world, you are also blessed with sunshine and all things that you love. Anyway, in this episode, I am going to be talking about some Instagram answers that I got on a question I box that I put up the other day. And the question was, what do you struggle most with when it comes to the weekends? So, and I had some really good responses. So I'm going to dive on in to these and just talk about them a little bit, elaborate on them, hopefully give you some useful tips and tricks and things that can help you. Um, And there are a couple of common themes here as well. So what's always really interesting is that like you're never alone like what you feel you struggle with there's always someone else or a few other people that will feel they struggle with the same sorts of things so let's get started right one of the common things that came up was alcohol so someone said what to do about drinking alcohol and someone else said feeling like I have to have a drink so these can be talked about separately. I am going to bunch them together, but like slightly different advice for both of these things. So the first one that I want to address is feeling like I have to have a drink. If this is you, you need to look at where that pressure is coming from. Is it coming from internally? Is it external? Is it because the people that you spend your time with at the weekends all drink and then therefore all kind of want you to have a drink or is it like an internal thing if it's coming from internally you might need to ask yourself why it is you feel like that what is it that you are possibly trying to soothe or not necessarily run away from but what are you trying to to comfort yourself from in terms of having a drink and it's a bit like and I'm not suggesting for one second that the person who wrote this is has an issue with drinking too much alcohol too often but it's quite common for lots of people at the end of like a stressful day or the end of a stressful week to feel like they need to have a drink or they want to have a drink in order to be able to relax and if this is where that pressure is coming from it would be a really good idea to look at what other things you can do in place of that to help you relax because you don't need alcohol to do it and you don't certainly don't have to have a drink at the weekends If the pressure is coming from externally, from people that you spend your time with because they're all having a drink, is it directly coming from them? Are they directly putting pressure on you and saying, oh, come on, go on, you know you want to? Or is it that you just feel like if you say no to having a drink, they will then be disappointed or they'll try and pressure you into it when actually in fact if you just spoke to them and said hey look like I'm happy to come and spend time with you yes I want to come to xyz whatever social occasion it is but I'm not going to drink you might actually find that they would be like okay that's fine 
So looking at where the pressure comes from or the feeling that you have to have a drink, I think is an important place to start. Sometimes it might not be as deep as either of those things. Sometimes it might just be that it's like become a bit of a routine for you. It's become a little bit habitual. You get to the weekend and it's like, right, okay, this is my usual kind of routine of what I'm doing and this involves alcohol. And again, like if you don't want to be drinking, then you don't have to. Something that I've really learned over the last few years through this journey, through my own journey and through setting up and starting my business and all of the other things that I've previously talked about in other podcast episodes, I have really learned that I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do. And I think it's a really key thing for all people to come to learn. You have to look after you first and foremost, because if you're not looking after you, and if you're not doing things for you, then you cannot give your best self to other people. And I think sometimes we feel like we need to behave in a certain way, or we need to do certain things in order to meet other people's needs or to be a good friend or to be a good wife or to be a good daughter, son, cousin, whatever it is. But actually making sure that you are the most authentic version of yourself. And that includes saying no when you want to and saying yes when you want to will enable you to give the most value that you possibly can to those around you. And therefore you will be a better friend, a better daughter, a better son, wife, cousin, husband, whatever it is. I think sometimes as well that there's this um, pressure that does come from within us and we feel like, oh, well, if I don't do this, then I won't have as much fun. And sometimes when you tell yourself that, it then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You put yourself in the mindset that if you can't do a certain thing or behave a certain way or have something as part of your routine, that that will ruin your fun and you won't enjoy yourself as much. So challenge yourself on that. And if it is really that actually you don't want to drink, but you feel like you have to because that will make it more fun, I want you to challenge yourself. And next time you feel like this, this weekend maybe, it's Friday today. Hopefully if you're, you might not be listening to this on a Friday, but this is dropping on a Friday. So if it is that you're listening to this on Friday, I want you to challenge yourself on this this weekend and think, right, okay, I'm gonna have a weekend where I don't drink at all. If that's really truly what you want and I bet you you will have just as much fun if not more fun than you would have if you'd incorporated alcohol into your weekend because something that alcohol does to us is reduce our inhibitions it affects our prefrontal cortex first the part of our brain that's responsible for judgment, reasoning and suppressing impulsive behavior so that's why after a few drinks your inhibitions are lowered, you feel much more confident, you would maybe say things that you wouldn't usually say when you're sober, um, um, you know, amongst other stuff. And so for a short time, while you're under the influence of alcohol, you feel liberated and you feel free and you feel fun and it's all wonderful. But then very, very quickly that can escalate if you keep drinking. And then particularly the next day, if you're anything like me and you get alcohol anxiety, or as me and my friends call it, the old beer fear, you feel horrible and really anxious. And even if nothing bad has happened the night before, I get this overwhelming feeling that I'm a terrible person. 
and that everybody hates me. And the fact that alcohol makes me feel like that, the aftermath of alcohol makes me feel like that, just makes me not want to drink. So I don't drink very often. I mean, I do occasionally and for special occasions I will, but I would say I'm somebody who doesn't drink really, really regularly because of how it makes me feel afterwards. And I think if you challenge yourself to do this thing where you're like, okay, I'm not gonna drink, you will probably enjoy your weekend infinitely more because you won't have that fear, horrible anxiety feeling the day after. And I think this is really common. I think probably most people get this. It also makes you just feel sluggish. You feel like you wanna eat crap. You feel like you don't wanna do anything or go anywhere and can basically take you out for a whole day. And again, like if you're maybe a bit older, you will find that you deal with a hangover much less well than you did when you were younger. Like a hangover used to last me like a day and then I'd be fine. Whereas I feel like when I drink a lot now and I'm really hungover the next day, that hangover and those horrible kind of like anxious feelings will last me a few days. So that's the first thing about um, alcohol that I wanted to say. Like, just remember that you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. No one is making you do it. And if people around you are putting pressure on you, it is okay to stand up to them and say, actually, no, this is important to me. This is truly what I want. And so I'm not going to drink. And if the pressure is coming from internally, you need to look at why that pressure is coming from internally. What is it that you are trying to maybe avoid in terms of feelings or comfort in terms of feelings by having alcohol and then the other thing was just what to do about drinking alcohol so I'm assuming the person that has written this is saying that if they want to have a drink how do they approach it I have touched on this before in previous podcast episodes so sorry if this is repetitive for some of you listening but I think this is a really uh, this is something that I've implemented in like sort of the last year or so and I found it really helpful but what I do is I choose a drink so if I'm going to go out and I know that I'm going to be having a drink perhaps I'm going to a wedding or I don't know I'm going for dinner with friends or something I will choose a drink of choice and I'm going to use Prosecco as an example it doesn't have to be Prosecco it can be anything that you want it could be beer it could be spirits and mixers but choose one drink and stick to it And if you are coming at this from a perspective of fat loss, so you're in a deficit, you're wanting to try and stay within your deficit, but you want to have a few drinks within that, make sure that you prep for the social occasion in terms of balancing your calories throughout the week. So something that I do with my clients is that I will say to them, hey, if you want to, you could cycle some calories this week. So say, for example, someone was having 1800 calories a day, that was their allowance. They would maybe come down to 1700 or even 1600 if they felt like that would be okay for them, Monday to Friday. And then Saturday, they would have up to a thousand extra calories to spend on top of their normal 1800 calories. And a thousand calories of alcohol is quite a lot of alcohol. So 
that's gonna give you like a really good buffer in terms of your calories. So you're gonna pick one drink and you will have cycled calories or prepped up to this point. When you get to the day, you're gonna think about a drinks limit. So you could go onto MyFitnessPal or NutriCheck or whatever it is that you use to track your food and look up how many calories are in Prosecco or how many calories are in a vodka, lime and soda. And then you're gonna work out how many drinks, how many glasses of that chosen drink of yours will amount to a thousand calories. So I think I haven't recently worked it out, but if I remember from the top of my head, I think eight 125 mil glasses of Prosecco is about 900 calories. So then I would set myself a drinks limit of eight glasses of Prosecco, which is absolutely plenty. And probably most people would never need or want to drink that much Prosecco. I mean, I don't know, we're all different, but that for me would be quite a lot. And also eight drinks is probably a really generous number to last you through an evening of socializing with your friends or whatever it is that you're doing or even through the day if you're at a wedding like I know glasses of Prosecco aren't massive but this is just an example but you could definitely make that last for the day so this is my approach and I find it really helpful when I'm in a deficit and I'm feeling like I want to approach it with some sort of discipline it obviously gets harder during the social occasion because obviously as you drink alcohol and it affects that prefrontal cortex and your inhibitions are lowered your discipline definitely goes out the window a little bit so you need to have a chat with yourself beforehand I suppose and think about how important this is to you that you stay on track and that you do this so that when you're then in that situation where your inhibitions are lowered and you're much more easily swayed by other people or you yourself might think oh fuck it it doesn't matter that actually you're going to be able to like withstand from those things and say no I'm gonna stick to this And that way you know that you are not going to go over your calories for the week. You're going to be drinking within your deficit. And also that you haven't not eaten anything for the whole day. Because this is something else that we tend to do is when we go out drinking is we're like, oh, well, if if I'm drinking tonight, then I won't eat anything because I'll save my calories for tonight. But that's just such a dangerous game to play because then you go out with nothing in no food or fuel in your stomach and you're gonna get much more drunk much more quickly, uh, which is not good for anybody. So making sure that you've cycled some calories through the week, that you've had a really sensible breakfast, that you've had a nice lunch, and that maybe you've had a bit of a dinner before you go out, and you've still got the room to then have these drinks is probably the best approach, or I find it really works quite well for me. So if you have never done this before, give it a go. Let me know how you get on. I'd be really interested to hear. And if anyone else has any good tips about how you approach alcohol at the weekends, then slide into my DMs and come have a chat with me because I love to hear other people's ideas um, and other people's things that they do to, yeah, fit these kind of things into their life. So the next thing that came up was pressure from my friends and family to put my goals aside. And this links back to a little bit um, from what I was just saying before about um, the person that wrote feeling like I have to have a drink and where does that pressure come from? And often pressure from friends and family to put your goals aside is a real thing. And it's not that they mean it in a malicious way. It's not that anyone is actively trying to derail you. 
But it's very normal for, in social situations, for all of us to be like, oh, come on, have a drink. Oh, come on, just have a piece of cake. Like, it's fine, one won't hurt. But actually what those people don't realize, the people that are putting pressure on you, is that these goals are really important to you. And they're not important to those people because you're not those people and they are not you. So they probably don't understand the magnitude of what you're doing. And this is something that I have dealt with quite a lot probably over the past few years, particularly like, um, I, I suppose actually not so much at the beginning of my journey because we were in lockdown a lot. And so I didn't have loads of external pressure, but certainly once people started so socializing a bit more and we were allowed to like spend time with family and friends in small groups, it did become a bit of a thing. And again, like, I'm definitely guilty of this as well. I know that I have done this to friends when friends have, we've we've had a gathering or whatever and someone's turned up and said, oh yeah, I'm not drinking tonight. And I've been drinking. I know that I have said to those people, oh, go on, just have a drink or oh, please have a drink. Um, and so it's it's something that's very, very common. And if you know that you've done this to other people, like, please don't beat yourself up about it or, you know, get upset about it because we all do it. But... I think becoming more aware of that is really important and actually thinking before you speak is is really important because for whatever reason that person has chosen not to drink alcohol on this occasion or that person is choosing not to have, you know, a ridiculous sized portion of their main course or perhaps they're choosing not to have a starter and a dessert and they're just going to have main and for whatever reason that person has chosen that because it's important to them. And it's none of our business to say, oh, go on, just have one. Oh, go on, have dessert. It won't hurt. It might not hurt you, but maybe it will hurt them. Maybe it will throw them off. Maybe they are the sort of person that at the moment is really kind of in the thick of their journey and they've got some really good momentum behind them and they're doing really, really well. And they know that if at this point, they give in and they go against actually what it is they want that is potentially going to throw them off track and that's not helpful so I think it's really common that you know friends and family will put pressure on us um and yeah like I said I don't think it comes from a malicious place at all like the people that love you are never going to actively want to derail you but I think it's that we just don't think before we speak a lot of the time and we want people to be doing the same things as us we want to be enjoying things as much as we can and again this goes back to kind of what I was saying before is quite a lot of the time we feel like if we don't do x y and z we won't enjoy ourselves and even if you can get to the point where you can see actually I don't need to eat all of the things in order to enjoy myself I don't need to drink all of the alcohol to enjoy myself other people might not be at that place and so they'll be thinking well if she's not drinking or if she's not eating dessert she's not having fun if you find like you get this quite a lot from friends and family I would suggest maybe sitting down with them or having a chat with them and just saying look like this is really important to me at the moment I'm working towards x goal and I feel like I'm doing really well. I'm really happy. I'm making these choices because they're the right choices for me. So please don't offer me alcohol. Please don't offer me dessert. Please don't 
say, oh, go on, just have one because it's really not helpful. And I want to be able to come and enjoy my time with you rather than come and sit here and worry that you're going to try and pressure me into something. And I think these honest conversations are sometimes quite difficult to have, but they are important ones to have. And you will probably find that your friends and family, when you have those conversations with them, will be able to understand a little bit better. And they'll say, oh my gosh, of course. Yeah, like absolutely. And yeah, so I think talking about it and speaking to those people is a really good place to start and trying to get them to understand why this goal is important to you, which is a little bit more difficult because as I said, you're not them, they're not you. So quite often people don't don't really get the full weight of why you want something so much because it's personal to you, right? But having a chat with them and being honest with them is a really good place to start. Next up, we've got Sunday scaries. So I actually, embarrassingly, had to Google what this meant. I was pretty sure that it was like, you know, the Sunday night blues that people get when they have to go back to work on a Monday. But I was thinking maybe it means something else. So I Googled it, but no, it is the Sunday night blues as I know it. But I love Sunday scaries. Definitely going to use that in future. Um, Now, this is obviously a little bit off topic in terms of diet because I'm going to approach this probably more from like a life perspective although it certainly can have impact on diet and things because when you get into that head headspace and that mindset it can be really normal then to want to eat your feelings um so looking at other things that you can do in place of eating your feelings is a good start so things like removing yourself from the situation so if you're feeling like you want to dive into the kitchen and come out covered in biscuit crumbs go and have a bath or read a book or take yourself out for a walk or facetime a friend or do something like take yourself away from the kitchen take yourself away from where the food is and go and occupy your brain in some other way however that's not necessarily going to solve your problem because of course i think the big one for a lot of us why we get the Sunday scaries is that so many people just don't enjoy their jobs so as I said I'm going to come at this from a little bit of a different angle a bit of a life kind of perspective and one thing I would say is that however you feel you are never stuck in any situation you have the ability and the capacity to do whatever you want to do and this is coming from somebody who has lived this experience not that I hated my job before I've never hated being a midwife but there are lots of different pressures that come with working in the NHS and working shifts night shifts day shifts weekends you sacrifice a lot of time with your family you sacrifice a lot of um quality of life sometimes in terms of like how like different shift patterns make you feel and you feel groggy a lot of the time. Um, And so there were lots of challenges working in the NHS. And I think I realized that actually that wasn't making me happy. And although I like the job of being a midwife, in fact, I love the actual job of being a midwife. What I didn't love was the shift patterns, the, and the other kind of pressures that come from working within that environment and so I changed 
my trajectory. I changed my whole course of life by learning to do something completely new because unfortunately, or not not unfortunately, but when you train to be something so specific like a midwife or a paramedic or I'm trying to think of something else, but I can't, you are then limited essentially to do that job forever. Now there are some other things that you can do, but your scope isn't as wide as maybe if you were like an event planner or um, if you were working in IT, like your skills could be transferred to so many other things. And so it can be really normal sometimes to like feel really trapped and to feel like there's no way out. And, you know, maybe like the job that you've got is a really well-paid job and maybe it's like a much kind of bigger deal than your previous job and or maybe it's you know maybe it's the only job you've ever done and so you don't know any different but one thing that I want everyone listening to know is that you are never stuck in any situation you're never stuck anywhere you have the ability and the wherewithal to change your path if that's what you want. Life is far too fucking short to spend every Sunday night feeling terrified about going to work the next day or feeling sick because you just can't stand the thought of going back to that workplace or that working environment. That's not fun for anyone to ever feel like that. And thankfully, I have never felt it to that degree. But I do know that there are lots of other people who do feel it that kind of significantly and that's a really horrible place to be so if this is you and the Sunday scaries really get you every week sit down and have a little think about what your options are because there are always options and the great thing is that if you have a job you have got an income that will enable you to look for something else without the pressure of needing to find something really, really quickly. And you might feel like you want to find something else quickly because your current job makes you unhappy and that's fine. But at least if your current job is secure, you have got an income that is enabling you to keep a roof over your head, keep food on the table, keep clothes on your back, provide for your family, whatever it is. And that will give you the space to have a think about and to look for something else. And it might be that it's not a really quick fix. It might be that you retrain in something. It might be that you do some extra courses in order to give you some extra qualifications that will make you suitable for a different job that you've wanted to do. It might be that you've got some sort of like lifelong dream that you've never pursued and maybe pursuing that would be a really good idea because as I just said, we literally live once and we don't know how long we've got. So life is so precious and I think it's sad that so many people spend life unhappy in jobs that they hate, in relationships that they hate because before you know it, we're 80 years old and we're coming towards the end of our life and who wants to look back and think I wish I'd done something different the other thing that I think is important to note here is that you are so much more capable than you think like we all are not very good at believing in ourselves sometimes and bigging ourselves up but the things that you can achieve are 
incredible. Like literally the sky is the limit. It is also quite likely that you have a lot of transferable skills. So even if you're someone like me who was trained in something really specific, and so our qualifications aren't necessarily like transferable, like I couldn't go and be a lawyer with the qualification that I've got as a midwife, but the, the qualities that I possess as a midwife and the skills that I have as being a midwife are so transferable to so many other things. And I think I've said before, but I actually use a lot of my skills as a midwife in my coaching because it's a lot of it is about communication, being accountable, being really open and honest with people, giving people support from a place of kindness and wanting the best thing for them, um, helping people advocate for themselves, finding their voice, that sort of thing. And whoever you are and wherever you are, if you don't enjoy your current job, I guarantee there will be a whole host of skills and qualities that you possess that are so transferable to so many other things. So as I said before, like you've always got options. So in terms of the Sunday scaries, if it's leading you to go to the cupboard to want to hop into the old fuck it bucket in terms of like your diet and how you're approaching your nutrition, definitely try and distract yourself with something else. But actually there is a deeper issue there probably that needs or you deserve to be able to look at in fact doesn't need looking at you deserve to look at it and to give yourself the space to find something else to do that is not going to give you the Sunday scaries because something I never get anymore is the Sunday scaries because I fucking love my job so the next thing that came up was the thank fuck it's the weekend attitude and wanting to celebrate without ruining goals. So when it comes to attitudes, again, it's a little bit of mindset work that we've got to do. Like, what is it about the weekend that we're like, oh yeah, it's the weekend. It's so different to the week. Yeah, it's the weekend. Everything can go out the fucking window and nothing matters anymore. If you've got a goal that you're working towards, it's really important to approach this with balance. And actually another response was balance. So I'm going to bunch these two together and talk about this. But I think sometimes we have that all or nothing approach, don't we? And that I think is where the fuck it, it's the weekend attitude comes from. It's like in the week, we'll be really on plan, quote unquote, good. I hate saying that because it's not good and it's not bad. It's just, it just is, you know, but we'll be really like on plan, sticking to all of our targets, meeting everything. And then the weekend comes and it all just goes out the window. You need to look at how restrictive you're being in the week. And perhaps some of the things that you enjoy at the weekend, start incorporating them into your weekdays. Because then when it comes to the weekend, you might not feel that rush of like, oh yeah, I get to have 17 glasses of wine or oh yeah, I get to eat a whole chocolate cake. Like if it suits your lifestyle and you want to do it, why not allow yourself to have a glass of wine in the week? Why not allow yourself within your calories to have some chocolate cake in the week or something? I, I mean, again, these are just examples. It could be anything, but really... I think sometimes we're too rigid in the week 
and we always have that like weekend in sight it's like it's the light at the end of the tunnel oh well if I'm really good now I can treat myself at the weekend and I think we really need to stop seeing things as treats or things as being good or things as being bad we need to try and approach it from a bit more of a neutral perspective and it's just something that maybe you enjoy more than something else but that doesn't mean that you can't have it in the week the other thing to think about is how important your goals are to you because this is something really common that derails a lot of people is as I said like they're really on plan in the week and then the weekend comes and it all goes out the window and then people find that they don't make any progress because every weekend they're topping up their calories to maintenance calories or maybe even a small surplus and so over a long period of time they're not going to see any results or they might even find that like their results are going in the in the direction that they don't want them to so you need to to decide how important your goals are to you and then get a bit of discipline as well like i'm all for balance and enjoying life and something that is really important to me is when i'm coaching my clients is that they feel they don't have to give things up that they can still live life at the same time because ultimately if you give up too much and you stop living life the minute you start living life again you're going to become derailed in terms of like your nutrition and all of that sort of thing. But that doesn't mean that sometimes we do need to have a little bit of discipline and consideration to how we are approaching the weekend or how we're approaching the things that we enjoy. So I talked before about cycling calories that can be a really good way to give you a bit more wiggle room at the weekend like if you're a very social person or you know that your weekends are always going to be with family for family barbecues during the summer or you know family buffets and that sort of thing or you're going to go out and have dinner with friends or you're going to go out drinking cycling your calories is okay to do like you can look at your calories as a weekly total rather than a daily total and as long as you're within your deficit for the week you will still keep moving forward to the weekend but I think a lot of the time practicing a bit of balance and a bit of discipline is really underrated and when you have a goal that you are working towards as much as people should still live their life at the same time ultimately you are trying to achieve something and it does take hard work and sometimes you do have to compromise so I think yeah it's important to remind yourself like what level of importance is your goal to you how much do you want to achieve this thing and then how can you look at making the weekend less of a fuck it, it's the weekend, it doesn't matter. Is that by incorporating a few of those things into your weekdays and then you'll feel less like you need to do that at the weekend? Or is it just reminding yourself that actually sometimes you do need to be a bit disciplined? And again, it goes back to the other thing of remembering like you don't have to have X, Y, and Z in order to enjoy your weekend. You could have a perfectly nutritionally balanced within your calories, hitting your targets weekend. And I bet you, you'd still have a nice time It's just getting out of that mindset that either you won't have fun if you don't do or have X, Y, and Z, um, and you can only enjoy yourself if you do have those things. We need to really kind of get out of that. And probably the best way to do that is literally just to challenge yourself and show yourself that actually, oh, I can do this, and oh, I did still have fun. 
The next one was accurate food tracking when eating out in independent places with no info on the menu. This is a really good one. Um, And it can be tricky to do sometimes, but actually it's probably easier than you think. So your best bet is to search for something that is like for like, which there are always options. There are always gonna be like ready meals in the supermarket. You could literally, like if you were going out for dinner and you were having, I don't know, something basic, not that lasagna is basic, but like, I'm just trying to think of something that's not like totally elaborate, but you were going out for dinner and you were gonna have lasagna and garlic bread. You can easily nip into a supermarket local to you and go in and scan the back of a ready meal lasagna and scan the back of a garlic bread and walk out again. And there you go, you have got rough calories for what you're gonna be eating. It's never gonna be exact, but at least it's gonna give you a bit of a ballpark. But what I quite like to do is look for similar restaurants that do have calories on the menu. So there's always, I mean, there are so many chain restaurants and in the town that I live in, no restaurants or pubs have calories on the menu because we're it's a small town, there's no chains here. There are, if I go to like drive, 20 minutes down the road either way there are places but in the town I actually live there are no places with calories on the menu so this is something that I have to do quite a lot so for example on Sunday I went for a bike ride with my husband and friends which was really fucking fun by the way and if you haven't ridden a bike for a really long time you should definitely get on one and have a go because sorry I'm digressing now but it's been like literally probably 12 years since I've ridden a bike and it was the most fucking fun we've had in such a long time. It was great. Anyway, we we rode our bikes to a pub and I had fish and chips and I had a chocolate brownie for dessert and it was delicious. And I know that there is a pub in the next town from me that is owned by a chain and I know that they have calories on their menu. So I went onto their menu on the internet and I looked up how many calories are in their fish and chips and how many calories are in their chocolate brownie with vanilla ice cream and I logged those calories onto my fitness pal and I made sure that I was still within my deficit for the week I knew in advance that we were going to be doing this bike ride and that we were probably going to have lunch um and so I made sure that I planned for that within my calories that didn't take me over my deficit so this is a really good way and you can do this with any restaurant like if it's a pub that you're going to with real kind of pubby food anything like like a harvester or a beef eater or something like that is gonna have calories on the menu and they'll always have your classic pub dishes like lasagna and garlic bread or a mixed grill or a burger or whatever. If you're going to like an independent Italian restaurant, there's a fuck ton of Italian restaurants that have many um, calories on the menu. You've got ZZ's, Pizza Express, I mean, I literally, my mind has gone blank now, but there are a fuck ton. If you're going somewhere and having sushi, for example, you could just Google the Yo Sushi menu. They have calories on. So there are always ways and means around it. And I think probably that is your best approach. And as I said before, it's never going to give you exact calories, but it's going to give you a really good ballpark of where you're at. And if you've prepped in advance for the meal out, then you know that you're going to have reduced the likelihood of taking yourself 
into maintenance or even into a surplus as much as you possibly can. And then the last thing that was on that was Sunday evenings. And I should have bunched this in with the old Sunday scaries. And I, I guess I kind of did a little bit. But um, again, I think we tend to get to a Sunday night and we've we've wound down and we're quite nice and relaxed unless you have the Sunday scaries and you're like a ball of anxious energy but some people might feel quite nice and relaxed on their Sunday evening and that might be the point that they want to indulge in things that maybe they haven't during the week so again what I would suggest with this is the things that you find you reach for on a Sunday evening start incorporating them into the rest of your week and you can do this with balance and stay within your calories you don't have to just be like super strict through the week and then just have those other things on the weekends because that's when it feels like it becomes a quote-unquote treat and we need to stop looking at these things as though they are treats or as though I'm having a cheat day because then you feel like you're either rewarding yourself for like good behavior or if you're cheating, you might feel like you're doing something bad and then feel guilty after it. So we really need to start looking at things from a more neutral perspective, like I said before. And one way you can do this easily is incorporating these things earlier into the week and having them on a Monday night or a Tuesday night or maybe even a Thursday lunchtime. And you will hopefully find then when Sunday night comes that you don't feel like, oh, I need to have seven chocolate biscuits because I've been really strict all week. So that concludes this episode. You know, I think this is my longest episode ever. I didn't realise quite how long I'd waffled on for, but I had some really great responses to that. I really enjoyed that. And I think these types of episodes are really helpful for people because they come from the people that are hopefully listening to this podcast and other people that will experience really similar challenges. So I will definitely do another Instagram questions episode. It's gonna be, I think, a little series. I think this is number four in the series now of Instagram question podcasts. Um, So if you've enjoyed this, please slide into my DMs and let me know. I really appreciate any feedback and I would also love it if you went to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to this and give me a five-star rating. If you are interested in coaching, if you think that I could be helpful for your mindset, for your approach to your diet, anything like that at all, please visit my website, coachedbyclaire.com. Claire has got no eye in it. Or as I always say, slide into my DMs on Instagram. Let's have a chat. I'm always happy to help. I will link my website, my Instagram and the direct link to sign up for coaching if you know that's what you want in the show notes. And I love you all and I will see you next time.